0: Hey guys, it's Kier here. It's September 6th, 2020. On September 6th, 2019, I got my period back for the first time, so it's been exactly a year, and I literally just finished watching my HA Instagram story highlights, my IGTV, listening to episode 13, and just scrolling through all my Google photos from my entire HA recovery journey and Man, oh man, what an emotional roller coaster. And on top of that, I'm literally expecting my period any day now. So I'm just one basket case of emotions over here, but good emotions for sure. So I felt it only fitting to record a podcast episode about this today to kind of just recap the last year. But I'm not going to go into depths of the recovery journey itself because I've already done that. So if you want that, you can go listen to um, my IGTV and then look in my Instagram story highlights and then head over to episode 13 of this podcast. I think going in that order is going to make the most sense to you. So on this episode, I wanted to talk about some of the things that I've learned over the past year throughout this particular part of my fitness journey. So first off, looking back and seeing the overall picture from here, it just makes perfect sense to me why I had these issues in the first place and what I needed to do to improve them. Like it all just really makes fucking sense. And... My God, it is such a tremendous relief not to feel like a victim of my body any longer. Like, my body works for me now instead of me working for my body, which is just incredible. So, being a nutrition and a fitness coach, there have been times throughout this year that I would question my position. Like, should I still be talking about macros and weight loss? even after all everything i've been through and sometimes that thinking would make me feel really really bad and i think i would start thinking those things because most people who go through this ha recovery who are coaches they end up shifting their entire belief system and then they start talking about food freedom and binge freedom so i would start to think to myself like do i have to do that too do i have to follow that like Is that my next path? Is that what I'm supposed to be doing too? But somehow every time I would get to that place, like every time I would get to that thought, I would just always come back to this. If I don't use the knowledge that I've gained, then I'm doing such a disservice to everyone. Like having gone through what I've gone through, i realized that what I did seven years ago to lose weight was the wrong way to go about losing weight. And now that I know the right way to do macros and lose weight and all of that stuff, if I don't teach that right way, then who will, right? Will others fall into that same trap that I did and have to go down that bumpy ass road? Or could I help them learn how to fuel their bodies with the right foods, to see the results that they're looking for before they start to binge, restrict, binge, restrict, and follow that cycle and never actually find what they're looking for. And that's where I'm like, okay, I really need to just stay in my lane and stick with what I know and talk about what I actually feel passionate about. Because I don't know if I actually feel passionate about about like binge freedom. Like I don't, I don't know that. I just know what, is working for me, hasn't worked for me, and all of that stuff. So that's kind of where I'm at. And so I wanted to take this time to talk also about like what I'm doing now and what's going on. And so let's just start with my weight again because everybody always seems to just love that. Like it feels relatable, I guess. I don't know. So um, just to kind of remind you guys, because I know that you haven't memorized these numbers, there's no need for you to. But when I stepped on stage for competitions, I ranged between 98 and 106 pounds, which is really, really freaking tiny. And after retiring from bodybuilding and when I initially realized that I had HA, I was settled at about 116 pounds. So um, the day that my first period returned a year ago today. I was 132. And then I never stepped on the scale again until about mid-January after I had returned to exercise and eating healthy again. And I was at 146. So I believe at one point in December, I had to be pushing 150 if not over it because I wasn't working out. It wasn't paying attention to what I was eating. um, And I was still following that all in process. But anyway, the highest weight I saw on the scale was 146. So the last time that i weighed myself, which was just a few days ago, I was 136, which means that I lost 10 pounds since January, which I believe is the overshoot weight. And now if we kind of, do the math here I'm only four pounds heavier than I was when my period returned a year ago which is a big fucking deal to me because I just thought that this was going to be really really bad right like I didn't think that I was going to be able to kind of return to a natural weight this fast I thought it was going to take me a really long time so the cool thing is this time last year, when I was 132, um, my weight was settled on my body differently. Like, it was really just hanging out all in my stomach. You could just see, like, that bloat. I feel like my stomach extended farther out than my boobs, and that was just not really pretty. So, um, since then, my, my body has, my body composition has distributed differently and, um, definitely more aesthetically pleasing, I think. So, Um, It's, you know, it spread out, I feel like. And my boyfriend even told me yesterday that he could see my waist coming in again, and that made me feel really good. So although the scale is higher, I do look and feel much better um, than when the scale was a little bit lower. And I know that I've talked about this in a podcast episode or in a post once before, but I truly believe that I can get down to... 125 to 129 pounds even 130 pounds like somewhere in between that five pound range i think and still maintain a regular cycle and i believe this for three reasons so first is because i was 128 pounds before i started competing and that was a very maintainable weight for me um i st- i was there for a really long time i think like i don't know um three or four years like so um, that being said I believe that that's kind of like my set point weight secondly I believe I can get down to that because I was experiencing extreme edema which is water retention when I got my first period back a year ago um, and I was at 132 pounds right so that was with water retention and I know that without water retention water retention, I should theoretically be below 130, right? And number three, because knowing what I know about my body and eating and training and all the signs to look out for when I need to lay off the gas and give my body the rest it needs, I know what's right and wrong and I won't ignore these signs this time around. Um, Because I don't want to go back to where I was like I'm not looking to go back to 116 pounds. I never want to compete again That's not my goal here. My goal here is to feel confident in my body again and I'm definitely feeling more confident but I know that This is possible. I truly believe that it's possible and it will still be healthy If it wasn't healthy, then I probably wouldn't do it you guys so with that being said, I'm in no hurry. If I lost 10 pounds in nine months, I can definitely lose eight more pounds in a year safely with a period and with calories and with plenty of rest days. I absolutely know that I could do this and I'm in no rush. So mark my words, we'll talk in a year, okay? (laughs) So I also want to point out that I'm not obsessing over the number. I don't it's not really the number that I'm caring about. It's it's that I, I I want to kind of give you guys a perspective. And this is me thinking in like a logical sense. And I care more, way more about how I feel and how my clothes fit. So in the next year, if I don't get below 130, if I stay around 132 that's fine. If I feel great, then that's fine. That's where my new set point is. And that's okay. Like, I'm not going to be upset and be like, Oh, I wish I was three pounds lighter. No, it's not. That's not what I'm saying. Um, I'm just saying like, this is kind of a general idea. So, and you know, there are still some days that I have kind of like low body confidence moments and days and just times. Moments. I don't know. Um, and it happens. It happens to everyone. You're never going to be 100% all the time Um, and what i've started to notice is that I I like what I see in the mirror It's more like what I see in pictures or in video that kind of makes me cringe a little bit sometimes Not all the time. Definitely not all the time, but sometimes and it kind of got me thinking a little bit. And I realized that we never actually see ourselves in 3D like how other people see us. Because when we look in the mirror, we see a photograph or even a video, and it's always in 2D. Like it's, it's such a trick on our minds and it's weird to think about, but it's totally true. But speaking of photos, I started to notice that my face shape has started to return to somewhat normal again. So I I posted a picture of my stories and I, I gotta post it again, but when I gained the weight and was experiencing edema, I could see so much of it in my cheeks. Like I feel like when I smiled, It was not nearly as big and therefore I didn't look as happy even though everyone was telling me that I looked like I was glowing and super happy during recovery which I don't think I wasn't happy but when I see when I compare the photos together side by side I'm like oh my god I look miserable (laughs) but I remember feeling happy and it's it's so weird to kind of see that but yeah so I'm just I'm happy to see my face shape coming down again where my smile is nice and big and i feel like i look my best now because i'm kind of like in that in between right like my my face isn't completely gone i don't look gaunt um but i don't look like a little chubby chipmunk either so it's it's right there in that good spot and i (laughs) just makes me feel really good so um every time i post something about my recovery though I seem to always get this question, which is, if you can go back, is there anything you do differently? And I feel like this is a really hard question to answer, okay, because for sure. I would have included more stretching and restorative body movements like foam rolling and light yoga. And I really, 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 really wish someone would have told me to do this when I was getting started rather than just stop everything and rest. Um, Rest is obviously good and it's what brought my period back for sure. And it's what I needed. But too much rest is never good either, as I've learned. So I've talked about how I've developed plantar fasciitis during recovery partly because the increase of weight my body had to carry but also because I wasn't giving my tendons and muscles the chance to grow stronger to bear that new weight so hindsight is 2020 i guess and if i had done more stretching and yoga would i have even helped this particular area because if i'm being honest with myself and i really think about it i probably would not have paid the most attention to my feet probably not at all so even if i did the more yoga or if i did more foam rolling and stuff and stuff like would i have actually prevented this i'm not really sure but it would have helped me in other places like my back my neck and would have helped me keep some of that flexibility And I say this because when I went, when I did return to the gym in January, I felt like I was in agony for over a month because I felt like I didn't move right. Um, It was so foreign to me. I felt like I was in a, a stranger's body almost. And I remember going on a few hikes and not trusting my legs or my feet at all. Like we did a hike that I had done before without a second thought. And it was almost like I had this complete disconnect. I couldn't fucking move my legs. And I got scared and freaked out. And it was like, you've done this before. Why is this such an issue? But I had done it when I knew my body very well. And when I was in this new state, like in this new body, I. it was just, it was so weird. And it's gotten better. It's not 100% there yet. I feel like there are still times where I do something weird and I'm like, wait, what? But I definitely feel like I'm more comfortable and I don't know. I just wonder if something like the stretching and the foam rolling and the yoga would have um, made it less apparent. I don't think that it would have been non-existent. Like I feel like that's something that comes with change, but I wonder if it would have been a little bit less um and then also every now and then i think about how massively all in i actually went with my calories and because i got my period back in less than a month sometimes i wonder if i could have eaten more than i was at the time but less than i did if that makes any sense but would have gotten it back in let's say two months instead of one month or if I should have slowed my roll after I got my first period and, you know, did a little bit less of that all-in approach. Um, But I did exactly what the all-in recovery process says, which is eat a minimum of 2500 calories and don't train until the third cycle. but. I was definitely eating well over 3000 calories because I legit just couldn't stop eating once I allowed myself that food. Like it was just like the hunger that I felt just, it was more hunger than I think I've ever felt. It's so weird how that happens. Like once you give your body food, I I guess my metabolism was was just like, whoa, like let's do this. So. um there's that but i wonder if instead of doing 3000 calories a day could i have eaten 2200 calories and not gained as much weight and got my period back a little later like would that have helped me or hurt me in the long run would i have learned as much as i have now or would i find myself without a consistent regular cycle There's really no telling, there's no answer, and honestly it's kind of pointless to sit here and wonder and feel bad about it because there's no going back. And I've learned so much that I just want to kind of redirect this thought by thinking about what I'm going to do from this point moving forward instead of thinking about what I could have done differently and kind of put myself back in that past situation, which I'm not going there so we're moving forward baby so i already told you about my weight goal and how i'm in no hurry to get there and if i don't ever get there fine that's fine too i just want to feel good um so i just actually finished a maintenance phase where i was not trying to eat in a deficit i was not trying to lose weight i was just maintaining the weight that i have gotten to and I'm back into a little tiny baby cut phase until the end of this month, September, because at the end of the month, we are going on a little adventure vacation to go fishing and totally not my type of vacation, but we'll, we'll have fun. And then my parents are coming to visit finally, so I'm going to happily enjoy that time eating mindfully, but not in a deficit. And I'll continue to do these periods where I'm on and off and give myself plenty of repeat meals and plenty of rest as needed. Um, but most importantly, what I'm trying to say is that I have a general idea, right. Of kind of like being on and off and on and off, um, planned, right. It's not like I'm just, off the wagon, but it's like, okay, a month here I'm on, and then two months here I'm not. And so I have this kind of like general idea, but it's not a rule book. It's not definite, and it's not something that I'm going to stick to no matter what. So, what comes first for me now is listening to my body and how I'm feeling. And if I'm feeling too tired, halfway through a deficit, then I need to reevaluate, rest, and recover. And instead of being stubborn and pushing through, hell like i used to in the past i'm not gonna do that okay like i'm listening to my body so right now i'm currently training four or five days a week in my garage for about 30 to 40 minutes um, and then i'm running on those opposite days so less than 30 minutes um maybe three times a week and sometimes i actually replace that for biking if i'm not feeling up to it Um, I take multiple walks throughout the day to keep my body moving without too much intensity so that um, my steps are around 11,000 because I do want to make sure that I'm strengthening those muscles in my feet. I'm doing stretches and um, kind of therapy for my feet to alleviate some of that plantar fasciitis, which has definitely been helping. Um, Instead of having it in two feet, I only have it in one foot now, and it's definitely gotten better. Um, And my calories, they're about 1,700 with two higher carb days per week, which puts me well over that 1,700, maybe more like 1,900. Um, And to be honest with you guys, that is about half the volume of activity that I used to do with about a third more food. So I feel like I'm at a very, very happy balance and I don't feel like I'm restricted or starving ever, Um, and I don't feel too exhausted. So I feel pretty darn good about where I'm at, and I'm super, super grateful for this body and how far I've come in such a short amount of time. So um, that's not to say that it's all rainbows and butterflies right now. I do still have some struggles, especially, especially when it comes to controlling my emotions. So before having, before I found out that I had HA, when my hormones weren't cycling and I wasn't getting a period, my emotions were very stable and constant. Like I didn't have these episodes of just freakouts. <laughs> but now I feel like if I get upset, even if it's the tiniest thing, it's like 10 times more amplified and real and meh, Like, It's just, it's just 10 times worse because the chemicals in my brain are telling me that it's the end of the world and it's totally not, but I don't know. (laughs) That's just what I'm feeling. And because I track my cycle, I started to notice this pattern and it's usually just before I ovulate and then the week leading up to my period. I feel like it's definitely been better since January, but I'm still learning how to deal with the emotional swings and the breast soreness, and I kid you not, they are so sore from ovulation until I get my period, so it's almost like two full weeks, so half of the month, and it's, I'm, I'm probably annoying the shit out of my boyfriend because every day I'm just like, oh my god, my boobs hurt. <laughs> it's so bad. But I'm hoping that these are just a part of the process and that I'll learn to cope with it and I'll learn what to do to kind of relieve some of that pain or some of the emotional upswing. And I think that's the case because, like I said, it's gotten way better since January. But there was a moment, probably in May or June, where I was thinking about going back on birth control because... I was like I just need some sort of regularity and this is just too much, Um, but what I later realized after my emotions kind of came back down was that going back on birth control would probably be like putting a band-aid on the situation and not actually fully attacking the problem. So I'm gonna give it more time and more effort and see where that takes me, but if I do decide to go back on birth control in a year or two, then so be it whatever. It doesn't make me a weak person. It just makes me a resourceable person who intelligently weighed out her options and gave it a shot. So that is that. I'm not against birth control. Um, There might have been a time in my life where I was completely against it, but it, you know, everyone has their choice and that's that. So like I said, this journey has been quite the emotional roller coaster but i've i've learned so much about my body about everyone's body about just life in general and i really had to rethink how nutrition worked for me and i'm still figuring out what's sustainable and that's just the journey of life right like once you f- figure something out shit hits the fan again right that just always seems to happen so it's a it's a constant journey it never really ends so Um, I'm definitely going to be listening to my body instead of telling it to shut the fuck up and suck it up. Um, But yeah, that's pretty much where I'm at. And I just want to really thank you all for supporting me throughout this journey and listening to me vent about all the things that I'm feeling. It definitely helped me um, to get that supportive feedback and truly motivated me to keep going. I don't think I could have done this without the support that I got throughout the recovery journey. So um, yeah, thank you guys. And if you feel like you're going through something similar, you're not sure, or you are, please don't hesitate to reach out. I I mean, I don't love talking about this, but I do love helping other women who are going through this. Just, you know, just to give them that feeling of support that I got from a bunch of other women who have gone through this too so you are totally not alone if this is happening to you or if it happened to you whatever is going on there's a whole community of women out there who can help you through this if it's only just to lend an ear and tell you their story so thank you guys so much for listening and I'll catch you on the next episode